Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Dad MD podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, and in today's episode, I'm going to give an update on this 10-week program that my wife and I did um, in terms of an exercise program. I had mentioned it actually earlier in the year that we were getting into it and doing it, um, talking about how you know change is hard and talking about how changes of habits are really tough on you mentally. And um, this is an update because we just finished the 10 weeks, and I'm actually really excited about it. But first, before I get into it, remember if you haven't yet subscribed to the show. That way you'll know whenever a new episode is coming out. Also, if you haven't yet, please leave a review for the show. Remember those five-star reviews helps get this show ranked higher within the podcast listings. So if there are other dads or parents out there who are looking for a show like this, they can find it a whole lot easier. And again, if you got a friend who you think could get something out of these episodes, share it with them because they may, you know, get something out of it different than you and you can talk about it. I know, crazy idea, right? So 10-week program, what do we do? So my wife and I did this program through a, a, a gym called Ferrell's, and they focus a lot on um, like kickboxing and strength training, um, a lot of discussion about nutrition and, and meal planning and things like that, too. You know, a lot of uh, exercise programs do, but they, they have their own kind of focus on how they did it. And it was a 10-week program, so not a full three months. You know, some programs, like if you do P90X online or something like that, is like three months, and, and a lot of those things stick with that three months. So this was 10 weeks, so a little bit more condensed than some of the other things. Um and let's be honest, if you listen to an episode of mine um, earlier in the show, I talked about how changing routines sucks. Actually, I think that was the name of the episode. And it was hard because I was waking up earlier than I normally did. I lost a lot of the time I normally do during the day in the evenings to get things done to help make up for that time lost or that time I had to get up early in the morning. Totally shifted how I ate, totally shifted kind of what I was doing on my day to day. That was hard, really hard. Now, most of you know, if you're familiar with routines, right, it takes several weeks for routines to become natural. Well, for me, it finally started becoming natural by the end of this thing, which was good. Um, And, you know, we just finished 10 weeks this last weekend. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday that it releases, the weekend before that, that was literally the end of our 10 weeks. And it was, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome just to see how it changed. You know, we got to see how many push-ups we could do in a minute when we started compared to where we were now. Same with sit-ups, same with running a mile. Um, How many inches did we lose? What was our weight change? All that kind of stuff. For me, it was really great because I lost, I think, maybe eight or nine pounds during the process of it, Um, which in 10 weeks, to me, that's pretty good because I'm going to be honest here, and you probably know this, right? I had COVID and like by week five, so I missed like a week and a half of full training and really eating the way I was supposed to thanks to COVID because I felt miserable and my appetite was all over the place during that time, and so I didn't even get the full 10 weeks, but I lost like eight or nine pounds, which for me was great. So I did that. My push-ups. Um, how many push-ups could I do in a minute? You know, when I started the program, 
I got exhausted when I hit 20. I had 20 pushups I couldn't do anymore in a minute. This time I did 45, which 45 pushups in a minute, that's a lot for me. <laughs> so I was pretty stoked about that. Um, sit-ups, I think I increased it by like seven or eight, but I made a stupid decision to do sit-ups with my feet under the kickboxing bag and my toes were hurting halfway through. And so that was a dumb decision on my part. Um, but then I took off about a minute off my mile run too, which was pretty cool. Cause if you also know me, I don't like to run. Yes, I played soccer, but soccer involves a ball. So I don't have to think about running when I'm just running. I'm thinking about running and I don't like that. <laughs> so, um, for me taking a minute off my mile run was really cool, especially since I wasn't running during these 10 weeks. I wasn't going out there and doing, you know, you know, distance training or anything like that. I was building up endurance through kickboxing. And, you know, of course, during this program, I had my doubts like everybody does. I wondered if it would work for me. Well, eventually it did, but I had to shift things, right? The other thing we did, our meal planning was a little different. It's smaller meals stretched out throughout the day. And I'm not going to get into the specifics of it because I don't want to, you know, talk about what they do. I want that, you know, if you're interested in it, check out the program. Um, but it was a lot more smaller meals throughout the day to help promote fat burning and things like that. Um, and again, if you know me, I don't typically eat a lot of meals throughout the day. Heck, I usually skip breakfast. My first meal is usually not till 10 or 11 o'clock during the day. So for me to get up in the morning, number one, very early to work out and then be expected to eat breakfast right afterwards, that was hard for me. But by the end of it, it was totally normal. So again, routine changes were not easy. Now, one of the cool things about this program is at the end of the 10 weeks, you know, whoever has the best changes, whoever does the best wins a prize. And it was like a thousand dollar prize for, for winning this thing. Well, I wasn't expecting to win because number one, again, I was out for a week and a half because of COVID things. And two, I know what there, I could have probably done better on nutrition. I could have done better on some of my food choices, but you know, throughout the weeks, there were times where I was like, forget it. I'm going to eat this or forget it. I'm going to do that. Um, and didn't totally like hyper-focus on it. Had I, maybe I would have done better, but to be honest, it didn't bother me that much. With that said, my wife, who was very focused on this and very driven on it in terms of like, you know, following it to a T, being really strict about how she was doing with things, not in a bad way, but in a very solid way, she won it. So out of all the people in our 10-week program, she had the best changes out of it. And so she won the prize for it, which was really cool to see. Now, why was it cool? Not just because she put in all the hard work and she obviously deserved it. But the thing that was really cool about it was at the end of the 10 weeks, we had a 10 week party and that's where they announced the winner. And initially it was only supposed to be me and my wife who went to this party that was supposed to be kind of like our special celebration. Well, our kids ended up coming with us. They were supposed to go to a, um, kind of like an overnight or not an overnight, but, uh, a nighttime program at our, our gym. But the problem was, is that our youngest son had just had a, a 12 24 hour GI bug that weekend. And he was still pretty kind of out of it that night. He wasn't sick, but he was tired. And we were getting ready to take him to this nighttime program. Um, and he was just done. He was super tired, super out of it. And we just couldn't in good conscience have him go to the, this gym where he's expected to run around and play for two, two and a half to three hours when he could kind of barely keep his eyes open. So we elected to bring the boys with us. Now, initially this was, it was a little frustrating for us because we were like, this was supposed to be like our big celebration. Like this is about us. This was our big thing. But the cool thing was, was number one, they actually did really good there. They, they played well, you know, they interacted with the other adults really well. So that was very cool. Um, but the really cool thing was when our boys got to see their mom win a fitness workout program. And I mean, how big is that? Because 
you know, I've talked about, you know, the six B's of being a physician dad. And one of those is your body, right? How you take care of your body, how you eat, how you exercise, how you do these things. And, you know, part of that is how you display it to your kids, right? Your kids follow you on everything you do when it comes to activity level, when it comes to being physically fit and physically active, when it comes to eating healthy and making healthy choices with foods, your kids follow your example because they literally have no other example to follow, right? Whatever food you put in front of them, they're going to eat, Whatever food they see you eating, they're going to assume is okay. So when you say, hey, we have, you know, donuts every morning for breakfast, well, they're going to think donuts are a healthy food to eat for breakfast. They're not going to know the difference um, compared to other things. And one of the cool things that we actually got to see during this program was, you know, initially our boys would try to eat some of the more not so healthy food choices for, for breakfast. So be it, you know, chocolate chip pancakes or, you know, French toast sticks or <laughs> pancakes with, you know, syrup all over them or waffles with syrup on them or something like that. Well, the more they saw mom and dad making themselves eggs every morning for breakfast, because that's literally what we ate every day for 10 weeks for breakfast was eggs, um, they got into it. So our older son, Gavin, now frequently eats eats eggs and bacon, wants us to make him scrambled eggs or an omelet or something like that. And even our five-year-old who almost never would eat eggs now on occasion, which I will take as a win, says, daddy, I really want eggs with cheese. And to me, that's just, that's something that he would never have done beforehand, but he's seen mom and dad practicing this every single day. And so now it's become a part of who he is. Now I'm not going to say he does it every day because he's five. And we all know five-year-olds don't stick with things like that. They never follow the rules like they're supposed to um, when it comes to, you know, making sense on their choices. But to see him do that is such a big win for us, right? Because that shows that the modeling we're doing with our choices with our health is starting to rub off on them. Um, So that was really cool to see. Now, I'm not just talking about this to brag on me or especially brag on my wife, although I'm bragging on my wife because she did awesome and she deserves everything she got for this. But... The other thing I want to kind of recognize with this, you know, a lot of people will look at people who do these, you know, these workout programs or these challenges um, or who pay for personal trainers or health coaches or whatever, you know, thing you're going to do. They'll look at that and kind of scoff at it and be like, oh, you paid extra money to tell somebody to eat health, to, tell, to, ha- to have somebody tell you to eat healthy and work out. Way to go. And they kind of scoff at that idea, right? They're like, well, why did you have to pay money? You should know that you're supposed to just eat healthy and exercise, right? And, and let's be honest, if you're a physician out there, we know that, right? We tell our patients that every day, eat healthier and get your physical activity. And that's how you stay healthy. But a lot of us don't practice that on a regular basis. A lot of us can't because of schedules or because of how our routines are already set. And the thing is that we know what we're supposed to do, but the hard part is actually doing it. And there's a lot of research out there and a lot of things that look at when people make these types of changes. When you give somebody something, something for free, the chance that they will actually do it is very low. So let's say I wrote a book on parenting or something like that, which who knows, maybe I will someday. And I had two choices. I could put it online for $10 or I could hand it out for free at a table and give it to people. Most likely people who I give it to for free are not going to read it or going to be very unlikely to finish it because they've invested nothing into it. Right. Whereas those people who just spent $10, although $10 is not a large sum of money, will actually spend the time to read the book and invest themselves into it. Because why? You invested money for the purpose of investing in yourself. And when you look at these exercise programs, that's the exact same thing. 
when you are told, hey, all you have to do is eat healthier and work out, stupid. Like, why are you paying somebody to tell you that? Most of those people who are telling you that probably aren't doing it, too. And that's kind of the funny thing. I'm actually in several physician groups, and you'll see people kind of you know, scoff at these things saying, like, why would you pay money for that? But these all people also people who, and I hate to say it, but you look at their, you know, their profile pictures and things like that, they're probably not in the best shape. Now, they might not care. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're not motivated to change their life to do that, which is fine. Totally fine. But it's interesting when somebody is saying those things, but also not practicing it. And we know that the reason why is because you're not personally investing into it. Now, some people are great at doing it, though. Some people are great at saying, you know what, I want to be physically fit. I want to change. I want to do this. I want to do that. And so they invest that time into it. Maybe it's just a gym membership you have. You say, you know what, I'm paying every month for this gym membership. I'm going to use it. I'm going to go and make a, you know, make a point of using this. Now, one hard thing for us was our gym membership was done mainly because our boys did swimming lessons at the gym. And that's why we kept it. And so we just didn't use it as much as we want to. But the really cool thing now is that it feels really weird not to work out. So like today, I'm recording this on literally Monday of the week of, because I wanted to talk about this this week. Um, Today, I didn't work out. It was the first Monday in 10 weeks I have not exercised um, because Mondays are usually my long days for work. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take this day. I'm going to quote unquote sleep in, which meant sleep until 6.30 instead of five. Um, And although it was great not having to get up and do these things, it felt really weird not having exercise this morning. So I'm already planning on exercising this week. I'm looking into maybe continuing on with what we're doing. My wife, who wasn't the person who would exercise every day, is now like super motivated to do it because she's seen how healthy it is and how the changes are, right? Because we've done it. It's part of our lifestyle now. It's part of our habits. And that's my biggest fear for me. You know, my wife is willing to invest more into this and keep doing it and keep working on these program that we, we currently did, which is awesome. For me, it was a hard change because of the scheduling and trying to work it around my job. And for 10 weeks it worked, but I have to, I have to recognize that it didn't work perfectly for my life in terms of like the time and my job schedule. I can make other time work for it, but it doesn't match this program. But how do I do that and keep myself still motivated? What if I'm not now investing into this program anymore is that going to negatively affect me in terms of my habits, in terms of my eating habits and my exercise habits? You know, I won't have the accountability that I had before. And that's something big I have to focus on now. You know, that's something extra now that's in my plate that I have to do because uh, you don't have that financial motivation to do it now. And so think about that for yourself. Where are you at with the physical side of your life, with your body in terms of eating healthy, exercising, staying active, and portraying it to your children? Because again, they're watching you. They're watching everything you do. And if you're the person that always says, oh yeah, I know I need to do this. Okay, next week I'm going to start. Next week I'm going to start being healthier. Next week I'm going to you know track my eating or next week I'm going to start exercising more. But you don't have a true accountability for it or a true invested motivation for it, the chances are it's going to be pretty tough. So think about that, where you're at on that and ask yourself where you are and figure out what you need to do with it. Now, I'm not telling you that you need to go out there and spend a whole bunch of money on some exercise program or anything like that. But if you're somebody who needs that motivation, it might be, I mean, who knows? That's something you got to look at too. So I just wanted to, you know, for this week, celebrate the healthy choices that we made these last 10 weeks, celebrate the idea of it and really talk about it and talk about why people do invest money in these things. 
because we know that when you invest into something financially, you're much more motivated to stick with it than when you get something for free. So think about that concept. Let me know what you think. You can send me an email at imperfectdadmd at gmail.com or you can go to the website www.imperfectdadmd.com and you can leave me a message there. Otherwise, I hope you guys are staying healthy and safe. I hope you guys are getting to enjoy the spring weather maybe a little bit i don't know here it was 70 this weekend and now it's like raining and super cold so weather is stupid (laughs) so but i hope you guys are doing well until i see you again embrace the imperfections and i'll see you next time my dad dr jeremy toffel is a pediatrician father and husband the information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.